Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. You are going to love my special guest that I have with us this <laughs> week. She's a dear, I'm, I'm going to say sister, <laughs> because That's we're sisters right. in the right. Lord. And uh, my dear <laughs> friend, Robin Ruinala. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. You I did. did. So well. Okay. Um, so uh, you are going to love Robin. You are going to call her sister as well by the time we are done having this conversation. She's a fiery one. She's brave. She's <laughs> kind. And, and yet there's just this beautiful tenderness, Robin, to your heart that you are able to look into the eye of another woman and just speak right directly into her heart and her soul, meet her right where she's at. You are definitely someone that the Lord uses to just really effectively communicate Mm -hmm. his heart for people, of course, but we're talking to women here. And I know that you also have a passion to speak life and hope uh, and truth over over the lives of women. So welcome to the show, Robin. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're joining us from. Well, I'm on the on the East Coast on the beach, living in a in a, a beach community and loving Jesus and seeing his life just flow through me on a daily basis, <laughs> no matter how I feel or or where I'm at. I mean he's he's just right here. I work at a great boutique here as a stylist. And then um, my husband and I have recently joined staff with our church as pastors on staff. And so we are just, we are just privileged to love people, you know, and sit at a round table and just sit at his table, you know, pull up a chair and sit down and have that one-on-one with Jesus. And so that's what I, that's where my heart's desire is. I just want to be the real deal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you know, for all the years that, that I Mm -hmm. have known you, I would say that that is one of the greatest gifts. You have many things that that I admire about you. Uh, But one of the, one of the greatest things about you that I've always known to be true about really who you are, you love people well, and um, oh. you are just so gifted in that, and you do make people feel loved and, and cared about, uh, and so, yeah, and, and I've been one of the recipients of that, and so my life is blessed because uh, you have loved me well, and so thank you for mm, that. But, always. Uh, this week on, on the show, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about how God, uh, God doesn't waste anything in our lives. And, um, you know, living on this side of heaven, of course, Mm -hmm. we live in a fallen world, things happen in our lives that we oftentimes weren't expecting some things that happen Mm -hmm. just really suddenly and unexpectedly. And, And sometimes people are going through a season of loss or a season of pain, or again, something very unexpected, but yet at the same time Mm -hmm. completely changed the course of their life really it was so Mm -hmm. impactful Mm -hmm. and so with that Robin part of your story includes a tragic event tell us a little bit about that well my husband Michael and I were married for 24 and a half years we were blessed with five children he was a surfboard shaper and worked a couple different jobs. Both of us were known to do that, you know, to just do life together and do five children together. And the center of our marriage was Jesus. And he, unbeknownst to me, he, he had um, a widow maker artery 
going on in his little chest, his big chest, actually. He was, he was six foot four, and to look at him, he looked like the picture of hell. However, on the 14th of August, 2004, it was after a hurricane, and we went to the beach. He had just shaped a surfboard. He was a surfboard shaper for those that are not familiar with that term. It was a, it was a craft that he learned and he gave away surfing as his passion. He loved kids. He loved our, he was, you know, committed to our family. And so that time for himself was few and far between where we actually could go surfing he could go surfing and I would sit on the beach and and that afternoon it was about dusk and as I sat there and waited for him he took much longer than I anticipated it was starting to get dark and I thought what is happening I looked up the beach and I I saw him starting to walk in very slowly and he had his surfboard it was a long board under his arm, and he motioned for me to come over to him. When he did that, uh, as I was getting closer to him, I knew as I got closer that something was very wrong. I could, I could almost sense a presence of death or something very dark. I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I thought something is very wrong. When I did get to him, I looked at him and his his coloring was blue-ish in his face. There was it was the time where there was no cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have aspirin. I didn't have anything. But God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember looking at him and I thought, oh my gosh, it's his heart. And I knew it was his heart. I began to just pray in the spirit. I just began to pray and cry out to the Lord just silently under my breath. And I turned and there was a lady that was coming toward me. And as it turns out, she was a nurse. She was a cardiac nurse. And she concurred with me and she said, we need to get help. When help came, he began to feel better He was kind of, I had my arms around his chest because I knew that that he just needed to be still until help came. And when the EMS workers began to talk with him, they said, how are you doing? And um, he said, well, I've been better. What's your name? My name is Mike. And um, what's happening? And he said, I don't know. I was out in the water and I, I just, I began to throw up. I, I just, he said, I, I, I don't really know. So, and I looked at his face and he was bruised and I thought, oh my God, he had a heart attack in the water and a miracle that he, he woke back up. He had floated down a good bit. And he came back in, and that's when he had motioned over to me. And Susan, I looked at him, and I, I thought, oh, okay. I, I wasn't really looking at him. His, his chest, his head, his big man, he was 6'4". And so he had his head kind of on my chest a little bit, and then he was sitting talking to these guys and very casually, you know, um, in this conversation almost. And they were asking him the typical questions, you know, when or on what scale of 10 would you say the pain was out in the water? And he said about an eight. He said that his chest had been hurting. Mm. And, um, and they said, well, what is that pain level now? He goes, oh, it's about a four, six, but I'll be fine. Mm. And so they continued to talk to him and, and they said, well, Mike, and in between there, that nurse had found some aspirin and he had chewed it up, which gave him a few more minutes, I think, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And he was calm. 
And so at that point, the EMS workers looked at him and he said, well, you know, I'm glad that you feel better, Michael. He said, but you are going to need to go to the hospital. And he said, yes. He goes, I know my wife won't have it in any other way. And he kind of laughed and, and he, he looked over and he said, but my, my board, I just made this surfboard. (laughs) 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 Of course, you know, yeah. The brand new board. Oh my gosh. Right. Look, yeah. And so I just looked over at the board and I said, baby, I've I've got the board. I will get out. I've got the board. He goes, Yeah. And in that moment, sorry, like in just the twinkling of an eye, he his head popped back on my chest. And he was gone. Mm. He was gone. Mm. And the the workers they they took him from <laughs> me, and the nurse grabbed me up and she said, "You don't need to watch this." And I I heard him, you know, with the paddles, and I and I heard all the sounds. And she said, "You you let them do what they can do, and we will do what we can do." And I was praying, and she was praying. Wow. And she 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 just she said, "You don't need to you don't need to see this." I just heard a pa boom, pa boom, you know, over and over again. As soon as they got a heartbeat, they they rushed him to the hospital. I was told that seven more times they revived him between the beach and the hospital. I was told by the ambulance driver that they that he has never seen them work on someone so hard that he would he looked like the picture of health. Um, he ended up dying. Actually, they did revive his heart, but because of the trauma suffered um, neurologically, kind of blew his you know his entire brain out electrically like a big huge you know surge mm-hmm. over and over again so he he actually died of brain death mm. he went to be with the lord on the 17th and and the lord walked me through he just walked me through it he was there he was there through the whole thing he was there through that that moment he was there surrounding me and upholding me and yeah. walking me through the valley, yeah. walking me through it. Yeah. Yes. And the days to follow, the days to follow, because I have, you know, five children that, that I knew, I knew that they were looking at me saying, and they were saying to me, please be, since <laughs> yeah. you've always been to us. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, so, totally. Mm-hmm. I We're, I know that you're going to be sharing a little bit about how you still had to fill that role as a mom while at the same time yes. you're grieving yeah. and, and just really yeah. you know, trying to fill both of those and um, very mm. hard and heavy things at this, uh, you know, at this point in your life. And, and yet, Rob, Robin, I want to ask you that mm-hmm. day on the beach, you know, yes. you know, looking back, would you say mm-hmm. that that was God's loving kindness to you that that woman that you didn't know she was a stranger yes. to you was mm-hmm. on the beach on at that on that day yes. on that beach mm-hmm. at that time. Amen. Amen. Yes. Ever present help in the time of trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Surrounding. Yes, surrounding every moment, like in slow motion almost. I I think back and it was like a slow-mo moment in time, suspended, kind of suspended in this place of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And he he, he is, he is. Mm -hmm. He's the Lord of the valley. He's in the valley. You know, he's that hope. He's the... He is, he is ever present and he directed me through the entire time. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Yes, his hope and his mercy and his grace, you know, is new every morning. And and he and God knew. And I can say, Susan, that even the days prior to that, we had conversations. If I told you about them, oh my gosh, things that he said, making sure that that there it was it was completely sealed, you know. Our our relationship was whole. Mm. Our nothing was left unsaid. Wow. Literally nothing was left unsaid. Literally the night before I stood in the kitchen and I said, we were, it was, we knew a hurricane was coming and we were sitting there watching a broadcast of a preacher. And I don't even know how we got in the conversation. He, Mike was a quiet man. And I, you know, I'm the crazy praise on the front row. And he would just, he would he loved it but he was quiet and so I said Michael Michael hey this is we're going to have heaven practice this is 24 hours before he went to be with the Lord or less and I said let's let's practice heaven I said come on throw your hands up in the air (laughs) and shout hallelujah (laughs) I said come on baby Let's get free right here in this kitchen. All five of our kids were were gone for that week before. And so it was just the two of us. And he he did. He threw his hands up and he started laughing. And he said, okay, all right. Woo! (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, there were were several stories that, that I could tell you, but I don't even know how to how to qualify all of that in into one conversation all I can say yeah he God prepares us doesn't he doesn't he just walk us through it I mean he walks he if he calls us to it he walks us through it yeah you know yeah even though even though (laughs) and so so you you mentioned you have five kids you have five kids yes yes when when this happened how old were your Mm -hmm. kids um they they ranged in age from college to five and seven years old the babies were five and seven the oldest was a senior at um at usc college and high school it went three, you know, it just went all the way down. Three girls and two boys. The boys were the babies and the girls were all in school at, at some level. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it was a very, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those of you that are listening, um, so that we had a little bit of technical uh, difficulties uh, logging on and, and starting to record. So Robin is actually joining me via telephone. And um, and so I'm on the video part and she's on the audio and uh, <laughs> we're making it work. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> we can't see one another. So, um, but anyway, we, we prayed that Jesus would work it all out and he did that and here we are. Yeah. So <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're you're five kids and and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. you, you know, you love these kids, you want to be the mom for them, you want to help yes. them through their own grieving and uh, you know, you're trying mm-hmm. to answer questions and then you have, you know, the littler ones that aren't able because they're small. And so they're, you know, they're maybe not able to have adult type conversations and think uh, like through adult type situations, because this is an adult Mm -hmm. situation. And so, you know, I'm thinking about you are, you know, navigating through that while at the same time, simultaneously Mm. walking through your own grief and, you know, what is my life going to look like going forward and all those things. And so briefly tell us a little bit about what those first few weeks or even months were like for you trying to manage both of those areas. Oh, thank you. Well, grief is actually, you know, a season that God calls for in, in Ecclesiastes. There's a time 
to mourn and a time to dance. And in that place, you know, I believe that grief, everyone has their own journey. They process it differently. As for me, I knew that I had, all I had was to cling to Jesus, just cling to him and to, to allow myself to visit or not visit that grief in the moment. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's times that we, we, we don't need to visit there today. There, there were other moments, I say moments, they, they felt like an eternity, like on a trail of tears that one-on-one the Lord would, would just meet me in that place where I just poured out to him and um, held on to Michael's shirt and just cried in it. And then I would, he, by the grace of God, I would get up. I realized that number one, that I was not alone and that the Lord was there beside me and guiding me. And he, just as he did not leave me on that beach alone, um, he was walking me through this season. So I, I recognized that in the garden when Jesus wept, mm. it's a very sacred place when he allows us to walk through something that that we a little piece of us dies in or our heart feels like it's shattered on the floor and yet he is there you know to bring us that transparency and it's there's no striving there's no striving Mm -hmm. he's just there and then getting up in those first few months and being mama and just let you know leading him as leading the children as he was leading me Uh, and following him through that journey. I mean, Lord clinging to Jesus, clinging to him. And, you know, time doesn't heal all wounds, mm. but he heals all in time. Ecclesiastes, what is it? 14. He makes all things beautiful in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. And little by little, he began to rebuild me. He began to restore me and allow me to just give me strength. You know, he gives us strength for the day. He gives us strength for that day. And in the moment, he's my all in all. So I was not angry how could I be angry when my dad, he's, he's my father mm-hmm. who has given me so much, mm-hmm. you know, I just began to realize, wow, you know, so, so many of us stop in that court of praise, you know, where it's Hosanna and woo, yeah, 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 yeah. But Robin, will you follow me into the garden? Because he's still there. He's still there. He's praying for us. The Bible says that, you know, he's our intercessor. He's our high priest. And he is still, you know, he's, he's there. I want to be there for him as well. You know, and there's so many really powerful statements that you've made. And one of them is that he gave you strength, strength for that moment mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah that day whatever that moment that day or that time was and I'm sure that you had met yeah Uh, and I think that that is that is one of the things that we can really walk away from this episode with is that we don't always get to know what's ahead we don't always Mm -hmm. know what's in the next next week or the next month but we know that God already does and he's already there and so when we get yes. there, he will, he will meet us there and only yes. omnipresent, you know, um, yes. Yes. be in one place at one time, but God is omnipresent. And so he can be fully and completely present with us right now at this very moment, walking, walking mm. with us through this incredible heartache and pain and struggle or whatever it might be for us, while at the same time, 
he's in our future waiting for us to get there. Yes. Yeah, amen. present there as well. Mm-hmm. I I loved mm-hmm. that, Robin, and I'm so glad that that you shared that. And I think that you know, for me, I'm thinking that that sort of takes some weight off of our shoulders. That I have yes. to, I have to worry and try to figure out tomorrow and next week, and mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I need to I need to try to make something happen, or I have to try to like. So then we are oh, yes. kind of like trying to force something to happen. Mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when we right. can just rest in in the strength of God and allow him mm-hmm. to you know if we're going to be honest at certain times carry us if he has to he's so yes. so completely loyal to us yes. that even when we are in our darkest moment in our in the garden you know and and we're yes. we're all we can see around us is is pain and brokenness and loss and we feel like I know that I should keep going. I just don't feel like I have it in me right now to put one foot yes. on the other. He's right, not going right. to like run ahead of you. And, um, and yet he, mm. he, it's almost like I'm so committed to you that I will bend down. I will scoop you up and I will carry you if I have to, but I am not mm. going to walk out on you. And um, yeah. I, I just love that about, about the heart of the Lord. And, Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you can, you know, we could spend a whole nother hour here and you could just really recount a lot of times where you saw him be that for you in, in those first few weeks and months. Yes. Very tender, very tender place. And I would love to say that, you know, the Bible says that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through it. It's a process. We can trust the process. And the beautiful thing is that, yes, there is no striving there. You know, we can, we can do nothing, but he can do all, you know, it's the great exchange. It's the great exchange. And yes, we can get, we can be angry. I mean, there's all sorts of facets you know, to that, that grief journey, but yet we don't need to set up camp there. That's when we get stuck is when we set up camp in that valley. You know, he wants to bring us through that valley. He's, he's, you know, he's the one that is saying, just come closer to me and we're going to walk, we're going to walk this together. You know, we're going to, we're co-laborers. I'm going to labor through you and we are going we are going to get through this. So, gosh, he does all things well, doesn't he, Susan? I mean, he does all things well. So it takes that whole, oh, wow, performance thing, just like, I I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it through me right now, Lord. I, I can't be a mom today. Oh, but, but, but Jesus, but God, you know, but Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. through me you know through me and he has been faithful so faithful to see the big picture and of of now how god has worked his you know his his goodness out in my children's life and and by his grace i i kept moving forward by his grace you know i i certainly understood wow I can understand how a woman could just die in this grief, you mm-hmm. know, and just want to numb themselves by alcohol or sex or whatever, you know, just make me feel better for a minute. But yet God is the one who can just, he's the healer. He's the Rafa. He's the one that, that says, no, I'm not going to allow any leakage in you. When I touch you, <laughs> I feel it. I feel that deal. (laughs) I feel that healing, you know, that's what he does. That's who he is. You know, you have mentioned a couple of times that, yeah, it would have been easy to be angry and blame God Mm -hmm. and and why God, and why did you do this? Mm -hmm. And I have these five kids and I I mean, Mm don't you love me, you know, and all those things that, that so often people can 
Well, we all have an opportunity to kind of gravitate toward that, you know, mm-hmm. where we, sure. I, I know that I've had conversations with people where they, you know, they've gone through a, a really hard time of suffering and, and it's like, sure. like the, one of the biggest questions that people often say is, if God is so loving, why does he allow suffering in the world? And so, you know, I want to, I want to unpack that a little bit with you because okay. you, you've brought that yeah. up a couple of times. And so, you know, mm-hmm. often when life takes a sudden turn, you know, once mm-hmm. you can feel shaken and it, it can result in bitterness, resentment, unresolved anger, or even blame directed at the Lord. And so my mm-hmm. question to you mm-hmm. is, how did you, newly newly widowed, walking through your own grief and trying to, you know, lean into this new life yes. and then also wow. be there for your children, how did you guard your heart against those things and how would you encourage listeners in that way? Wow. Well, you just said it. Lean into. Mm. <laughs> lean into his presence, lean into his, his heart, lean into him by leaning into yielding, you know, yielding to, to a new normal Mm -hmm. because it's a new normal, whatever normal is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. Right. Right. Seasons. There are four seasons. And the seasons of the soul include winter seasons. I think I was surrounded by church family that loved me, that watched out for me. My children were before me. And, you know, as mama, I, I recognize I'm the barometer. So whatever I'm given to, well, <laughs> those five behind me, are looking to me to just be who I've always said I've been. And that is, you know, the love of Jesus and a a Jesus lover. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, it just kind of puts it in perspective uh, to say, to weigh it in front of me, you know, to weigh the decision in front of me or to weigh the, whatever, you know, is this consistent with, life yeah is this imparting life to me you know is this consistent and if it is not yeah gotta let it go (laughs) that includes relationships you know yeah that includes staying on guard with is this lending and is this facilitating a healing in my children and in me because is there life, you know, is this, is this pressing me toward life or is this pulling me back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is it pulling me back and shutting me down? So I hope that helps. I hope that helps. I, but that was a huge benefactor to all of it and always considered, and the Lord would always keep that in front of me. Is this life giving or is it life depleting are you is this decision going to there's going to be impact here not only for you but your children and the destiny that is in your children so is it worth it rob come on (laughs) is it worth it yeah no right yeah no it is not i can't you know i can't linger there right right Mm -hmm. right 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 I think that it's also understanding, you know, everything that you just so effectively Mm. communicated, which is spot on. I hope that um, everyone Mm. listening today is really wrapping their faith around those things because um, some really great, great things to really lay hold of. And also with that, I I think I would add Mm -hmm. to remember the heart of the father. I mean, we've, we've said that all just Mm. kind of repeatedly throughout this episode and and you know he's not repulsed or he's um, he's you know doesn't Mm -hmm. turn away 
from us when we have questions, when we are feeling just hurting and and we're grieving and you know, just all of these different things. And I think that part of guarding our heart is maintaining yes. that open communication, that open line of communication with the Lord. Yes. And in yes. our pain, in our suffering, in mm-hmm. our questions mm-hmm. and our fears and our doubts, let's not yes. be let's not be women who push him away, but instead pull yes. him closer. You know, I think it's the book of James that says, draw unto the Lord and he will draw back mm. unto you. Well, yes, I, yes. I want the Lord to draw unto me. And so that means I need to draw unto him. And, you know, I know that in my own life, when I, I didn't understand why things were going the way they were going. And it just, I was hurting and I was broken and, and just, and, you know, even just feeling angry at times. And, Mm -hmm. and yet I think that just being honest with God, and I think also remembering he already knows it. I mean, we're not, not, we know it's not like we're, we're pulling something over on the Lord. I mean, he already knows he's already aware. Yeah. True intimacy is complete transparency. Yeah, come wow. on. That's the truth. True intimacy is complete transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And would you even say, Rob, that when we are in that valley, that our hearts heal yes. um, in, a, in a much better way, more authentically, when we keep yes. the line of communication open. Oh, gosh, I love that word, authentically. Yes, authentically. Yes, because we can only give away, you know, as the Bible says that out of our belly flows rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. So we can only give away. It's an ingo and an outflow. Amen. It's, it's, um, we can only give away what, what we're open to just receive from him. I mean, mm-hmm. from our father who loves us, we can trust him. We can trust him. It, I mean, truly faith, faith is a byproduct of that trust heart to heart. Yeah. To say, whoa, you, you so have me, you know me and you love me. Amen. Amen. Yes. That is so good. I think that, you know, you've mentioned a couple of times that we can allow those like the pain of grief you know we can allow it in Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. feelings aren't our enemy you know God created us with emotions and with feelings but I want to point out and remind the listening community something that you said Mm -hmm. that we just can't dwell there that we can't we can't stay there because Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important to differentiate that we Mm -hmm. can and walk through these things. And, you know, that scripture verse that you said, yay, though I walk through the valley, there's, mm-hmm. there is another side to the things mm-hmm. that we are, that we are walking through. And I think the key word is mm-hmm. through, we were meant to through. walk through, not, you know, pitch a tent and, and begin to live there because that's yes. not hard for us. He wants us yes. to through. He wants us to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you are just such a beautiful example of that, that God does not waste anything. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you have, you have shared this story so many times and the Lord is, has worked through you to be an encourager in the, in the lives of other people that I know it's hard. I, I'm not, you know, faith isn't denying reality. We don't put our heads in the sand. Right. Um, you know, we, we acknowledge that this is really hard. Mm-hmm. And right now I do feel a little gutted if I'm going to be honest and I'm hurting and I, I don't understand. And I, I feel maybe confused. I feel, I feel betrayed is the word. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that just going to the Lord and saying, this is how I feel. And, yes. and then also something that I've done when I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of that, I then take it to the next step. And I say, God, 
take this from me. I give this to you. I lay it down at your feet. Will you Mm -hmm. take it from me and replace Mm -hmm. in my heart, right upon my heart again, what is true? What is true about you? What is true about who I am in you, my life, my future, remind me of your promises. And mm-hmm. he has always been so faithful to do that. I And I know that you would agree with that. Yes. Amen. Oh my gosh. Yes. Amen. There is no shame. You know, at the wedding feast, the first miracle, Susan, the first miracle to provide wine at a wedding feast, I mean, that dealt with shame. That was covering a wedding that it would have been atrocious for that family to to run short and and marry the mother of Jesus. Yeah. She knew that. Yeah. She knew that there would be a great deal of shame connected with that. And the first thing, the first thing that he dealt with on a miraculous level was dealing with shame and covering, you know, he covers us. Yes. He covers us deeply and thoroughly and completely. Amen. He covers us. And amen. 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 <laughs> amen. So us. would you say that, you know, in just kind of regard to the topic here this week, that, yes. that even don't allow shame to, cause you to withdraw when you're feeling these types of things that we're feeling, you know, loss, betrayal, emptiness, and because the devil is sly, and he will try in our heads and tell us, Mm -hmm. well, I thought you were a good Christian woman, you know better, you shouldn't be feeling that way. Absolutely. Uh, The Bible says that you know, a good man falls down seven times, but seven times he gets up, a perfect number. He's there to pull us up. You know, he wants to pull us up and out. He is continually rescuing us. He will rescue us from ourselves and our bad choices and our misunderstandings if we'll will lean into that reach and say, yes, Lord, yes. But, you know, he, he is the door and he stands at the door and he he waits until we open it from the inside out because that's when we're made whole and he waits he's a gentleman he won't force his way in Mm -hmm. he just waits to say i want to walk with you through this yeah will you allow will you walk with me (laughs) and as much as we surrender it you know it's in our surrender in our place of weakness, his strength is made perfect. That's beautiful. His perfect, yeah, his perfect strength. Mm-hmm. His perfect mm-hmm. strength, perfect for situation, perfect to this unperfect, needy, <laughs> help me Jesus person, you know, who can't do it for herself. Yeah. Praise God, we can't do yeah. it for ourselves. Yeah, and I, I think that as, mm-hmm. as hard as surrender is, I think mm-hmm. that that's what continues to foster intimacy because we're letting the Lord do yes. those places of our heart that is deeply hurting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also then helps foster the guarding of our hearts versus walling oh, our hearts off. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, walling, that's so our, good. walling our hearts off uh, is, is really us trying to self-protect. Whereas our hearts is, is very biblical. And so we don't don't want to be walled off and pushing the Lord away. We want to -hmm. allow the things that we go through in our lives to draw us onto the Lord, you know, to draw in closer, to get closer to. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. so beautiful, you know, just talking a little bit more here about, Um, as we're wrapping up about, you know, God not wasting anything, including our pain and our Mm -hmm. suffering and valley seasons. How have you seen him bring good out of such a (laughs) a tragedy in your life? Well, and to God be the glory um, for what he's done and is doing through my children. Two of my daughters 
So I have three daughters and two sons. Two of my daughters are in full-time ministry as pastors, wives or pastors or worship leaders' wives, and then raising beautiful children. And I'm seeing in this next generation the faithfulness of God in my night season. He certainly does bring beauty instead of ashes. He takes that the ashes away and he puts beauty in. I'll, I'll just put it, put it this way. Lauren, my oldest daughter, Lauren, her husband is a worship pastor for a work here in North Carolina. Chelsea is the principal of a Christian school and the wife of a pastor in North Carolina. Lauren has four children. Chelsea has three children. All of them are, are being raised to love Jesus. Lindsay, Lindsay has a farm. She's my um, daughter that is that has a farm and homeschools, um, is thriving, um, loves Jesus with all of her heart. My two boys, my two boys, Seth and Troy, who are all, all five are married and including my boys, 25 and 23. Troy has just released a move, um, a documentary that has gone worldwide where he, he tells the story of him longing, his longing to know his daddy and getting to know him through the relationships and stories of friends and family. God is using it in a powerful way, it just premiered last week. It has already won a best film award in England. There was a there was a a pre like a pre TikTok moment that he that has just exceeded one million views. That that talk about the grief of his daddy, but how proud not how proud, but how his daddy having been lonely, now his whole story is going all over the world to give others hope. Then there's Seth that, this, again, it's to the glory of God. He's a, a music producer, um, has, has been named as a, in a Dove Award for, um, for best producer on, on a, a piece of music he did. And he's, God is opening doors for all of them that no man can shut and he closes doors no man can open. I mean, they, they are just thriving. They are thriving and they are in love with Jesus, which is to the glory of God. Again, it's, it's all, it's his story. You know, our story is his glory. <laughs> and, and then I am, I am married to an incredible pastor, man of God, sweet man, lover of Jesus. And together, both of us are pastors and both of us, uh, we have a Bible study on a weekly basis, which is where we met. His wife had died of cancer prior to meeting him. So we both have this fierce little story of, of God's goodness and enjoying marriage and each other and life and continuing to see, you know, just see Jesus in the moment with each other and the two of us becoming one. We've been married about a year and a half and we, we are one and are becoming one. And so, you know, the growth process in that, you know, is just painfully marvelous and, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Marvelous. That's good. <laughs> There's an oxymoron for you. Painfully marvelous. You know, because the two becoming one is not easy always. You know, it's some it's not easy, but my gosh, is it worth it? Yeah. Um, marriage is worth it. You know, the, the hard things in life are generally the right things to do. And uh he didn't promise us easy, but my gosh. The Lord is, <laughs> if he's allowing it, 
he's gonna he's gonna carry us through it. Amen. 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 <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a beautiful story of redemption mm-hmm. and God continuing to author your story and the story of your kids. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's it's so it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. And I know that we didn't get a chance to talk about everything, but this has been so, so good. And in the show notes to the listening community in the show notes, make sure that you're paying attention to the show notes of every episode, because if I highlight uh, something such as this week, the, the video that Robin shared of her son, Troy, that he recently produced and that is really reaching a worldwide audience, just really incredible. Yeah. That link is in the show notes and sure. And so be sure to watch that and share that with somebody that maybe, you know, could use some encouragement in their lives. And because yeah. just really mm-hmm. quick, how old was Troy when he lost his daddy? Oh, precious. He was seven years old. Yes, he's he's quite meticulous in his process of thinking. So there was so much that he blocked out. It was just too much. It was just too much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this, yeah, the Lord has been healing his heart in the making of this film as he directed it and produced it and um, it's just precious. You know, as I'm listening to that, I'm reminded maybe someone mm-hmm. needs to hear today just mm-hmm. a word of encouragement that it's never too far gone and it's never too late. Because I know that Troy is, you know, he's an adult. He's a wonderful young man now. Yeah. And, and so, you know, seven years old is was a long time ago for him. And yet the Lord is still at work in his life and mm-hmm. it's never too late, mm-hmm. never too far gone. And God is still at work mm-hmm. in, in your life and in the lives of your loved yeah. ones, those that you are, are praying about um, and believing for. So I hope that, I hope that this episode episode was encouraging for you. And um, I'm also going to, in the show notes, include a few links that you can follow Robin on the on the social media platforms if that's your your jam but you'll love following along with her because she shares some pretty amazing faith-filled content on the socials which is needed on those platforms so amen it's just such a gift to (laughs) this world and and she Mm. will fill your news feed with a lot of faith-filled things to spur you on in your relationship with the lord so um robin thank you so much for being here it was such an honor to have you you and um i i don't know i just I think that we will probably have you back again. Uh, I'm sure that there will be other things that we will discuss at another time because there's so much in you. And um, I just love having conversation with you. So you're you're just a beautiful soul. So thank you for joining us. You are. (laughs) thank you Susan Mm -hmm. all right thank you she connects listening community it was great to have you here we'll meet you right back here next week same place and until then take care and have a good rest of your week amen thank you so much for joining me this week it was great connecting with you hey would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment. It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.